but everything matters. How we apply our other nutrients matters. What kind of tillage we do matters. Global shortages are causing farm input costs to skyrocket. A better way to farm shows you how to take control of inputs and maximize profits so you can farm the way you want. Now, from America's heartland, here's your host. Hey guys, Rod here at A Better Way to Farm, where we increase yields and help farmers improve profits. I'm excited to get to share with you today. We're going to talk a little bit about the three things that no one wants to tell you about applying fall nitrogen. You know, occasionally I get someone who has come to me and they're looking at putting on some fall nitrogen. They're actually thinking about putting on urea or they're thinking about putting on 28% or 32 or dry ammonium sulfate. None of those are a good idea. We just have the potential to have massive loss with those. And I mean, massive, massive loss. So I'm going to assume that most of the people who are applying fall in are actually applying anhydrous ammonia. And so I want to talk specifically about three things there that I think impact your bottom line. You know, it's interesting because we're starting to see some of the major farm magazines question fall applied anhydrous and question it hard, talking about some of the different things. But the three things that come to mind for us first and foremost are losses. You know, it's funny because over the last two years, they've applied a lot of nitrogen in the fall. One of the reasons being they thought it was going to be cheaper in the fall than it was in the spring. And on a per pound basis, it was. That, that's, that's not inaccurate at all. However, then we come back and the same people who convinced us that we should apply it in the fall because of the fact that it was going to be cheaper came back and said, well, you probably suffered some loss and you really ought to put some more on. And guess what? That more that you're putting on, you're buying that at the new and improved, more expensive price. And so there's a lot of things to take into account. You know, we know the four R's, the right product, the right place, the right time, the right rate. I get all of that. But there's two other R's they don't talk about. And this isn't so much on the nitrogen side of things, but the fifth R, a good friend of mine, Travis, said the fifth R would be the right speed because we see a lot of things applied at an incorrect speed. But I think for the industry, the sixth R is the one that is really embraced the most. And they embrace the sixth R, which is what's right for the retailer. And guys, it is always right for the retailers to come and put your stuff on in the fall. Anything you can do in the fall gets that off of their spring workload. And I get that. I understand that. But I'm not worried about myself. And I'm not worried about the retailers. What I'm worried about is what is best for you. You guys know many times I say everything that happens in agriculture is good for someone. The question is who? And our goal here is to make sure that what you're doing is good for you. And so we're going to talk about losses a little bit here because here's the thing. We had guys pulling gas here early. I'm just going to say really early because we know that we had soil temperatures. As a matter of fact, Iowa State posted deal and there were guys pulling gas on. And I checked that website every day and it was three weeks before the soil temperature got down to 50. And guys, I want to express something here make sure we're on the same page. We got to know that losses don't stop when the four-inch soil temperature hits 50 degrees. They stop when it freezes. And I think our four-inch soil temperature today, I didn't look, but I know yesterday it was 36 degrees here where we live. And so all of a sudden, we're still experiencing loss. They say, well, you can use an inhibitor. And that is true. 
And on another session before, on another session after this, I'll talk about some of that. There are a lot of inhibitors. You know, these high prices have brought all kinds of ideas out of the woodwork. And it, it's a little bit frightening to me to see some of the claims that are being made without any data to back it up at all, or the only data comes purely from that company, not from anyone else. And I always tell you, first place, go look at Bex, go look at their data. I don't care what seed company you're using, but go look at their data and see what they've been able to do. That'd be a kind of a starting point. But out of the, I don't know, there's probably well over 20 inhibitors now. And I will tell you that there are three of them that work really good. The one that most people use would be a nitropyrin product, and it does work. There's no question about it. That does help cut losses. The downside is, is it's an indiscriminate bactericide, and so it kills off all of the soil bacteria. And then the theory is, yeah, well, but they grow back. That's true. They do. And there are some guys who are raising great corn using anhydrous. I'm not debating that at all. They're doing a great job farming. My question is, what if they would take 160 acre field and they would split it down the middle and on half of it, they would do anhydrous in the fall. And on the other half, they would come back and do 32 or 28 in the spring. And they would do that for five consecutive years and see what happens just to see, hey, here's what goes. You know, we run across this deal. Well, Joe said he did this, blah, blah, blah. You know, Joe said's really not a very scientific approach. And so point one is losses. That's the first thing they don't want to talk about. And under the sub point, we talk about how inhibitors can play into that. And yes, they can help. I'll tell you this, there are about 15 inhibitors. And if you look closely at their data, they don't work. On their own cell sheets, they will flat point out that they don't work. Now, they don't say it that way. But if you read them closely, all of a sudden, they're not getting you enough yield increase to pay for the inhibitor. And so those are worthy of checking out too. The second thing that a lot of people don't want to talk about, and Ken Ferry got into this pretty hard this year in some multiple articles that I read of his, but a lot of people don't want to talk about applying anhydrous when it's too dry or it's too wet. And we know when it's too wet, the biggest problem is that it doesn't seal. And therefore we end up with a lot of loss going into the atmosphere. In my opinion, worse than being too wet is to be applying too dry. And I know that a lot of us throughout the Midwest here, we have been dry, we are dry, and the projection is it could stay dry. Now, I'm not real big, and you know, all the forecasters have said, hey, we're going to have the worst winter we've ever had since the beginning of time. But they say that every winter. They normally can't tell me what it's going to do tomorrow afternoon with a great degree of accuracy. Therefore, I don't have a lot of faith in what's going to happen next winter. And I really don't have a lot of faith that they're predicting a drought for next year. Will it happen? Maybe. I don't know. But I'm just wanting to talk about the application of anhydrous in the fall when it's way too dry. Why is that a problem? Well, for a lot of reasons. Number one, NH3, when it hits the dirt, better find some O2 really fast. Okay, It takes moisture to make that stuff stay put. Now, we also know that if it's too dry, again, the slots won't close up and you just have a lot of loss into the atmosphere. And the fact of the matter is, that's not a good thing either. But the fact that we have it out there and it's way too dry and we can't get it to adhere to the soil, now all of a sudden we're experiencing losses of a different level. And so we need to talk about, is it too wet or is it too dry? Because this comes back to the right time. That's part of the right time in the four R's. The last one that I want to talk about and probably spend the most time on is this. I want to talk about the impacts 
of everything that we do, and in particular, fall applied nitrogen has on our organic matter. We've had multiple conversations on here about baling corn stalks and what our opinion of that is. And make no mistake, if you're baling stalks and you're taking them back to the same field because you're using those stalks, great plan, great plan. However, if you're baling those stocks to get rid of them, I'm not so sure that's such a great plan. I don't talk a lot about it, but when I'm talking stocks, I'm normally talking about nutrient value, which is substantial when we start looking at those. But the thing I want to talk about with your stocks, but most importantly with your fall applied nitrogen is what is it doing to our organic matter? What is it doing to our organic matter? I have a friend of mine and he just sums it up this way. He says, everything matters, period. There are no small, insignificant decisions. There are not things that we do that don't matter. Everything matters. How many times we till that soil matters. What kind of nitrogen we use matters. When we apply it, it matters. And guys, if we're doing something that's burning organic matter out, and a lot of the practices that we have been taught over the last 40 years, they worked short term, but they burnt organic matter out. That's not a good idea. If we're burning out organic matter, we're giving up a lot of things. We're giving up the ability to hang on to nutrients. And most importantly, and the point I really want to drive home here is this. We give up the ability to hang on to water. And let's assume that we are in a drought cycle, that for the next few years, it's going to be below normal rainfall. How is that important to what we do for fall nitrogen? Well, let's go this way. We know from studying, and we can find this in multiple sources, that every 1% of organic matter, every time we increase our organic matter by 1%, we increase the holding capacity of that soil by 20,000 gallon of water per acre. Now, we also know that one inch of rain has 27,154 gallons of water in it. So that means if you increase your organic matter by 1%, you can hang on to an extra three quarters of an inch of rain. If you increase it by 2%, you're going to be able to hang on to an inch and a half. And obviously, if you increase it by four, you hang on to three inches. This has part to do with why certain areas in the United States are not as hammered by a drought. Can everybody be eventually? Absolutely. But everything matters. How we apply our other nutrients matters. What kind of tillage we do matters. But this nitrogen thing is really important. Because continual heavy use of NH3 is not going to build organic matter. I'm not even going to say, does it, does it remove it? I, I'm not going to get into that argument. But personally, I think it does. But I believe that we can all agree that it doesn't do anything to increase it. And I look at these guys that farm up in central Iowa, you know, and they have, yeah, they've got good dirt. But one of the things that makes their dirt good is they have good organic matter. You know, I was at a farm at Manchester, Iowa, and I was up there with Francis when he was growing, and I was studying, trying to figure out all the things that he was doing to try and figure out how to get it right, you know, and it was, it was amazing to me. We pulled some soil samples, and out in his field, his organic matter was 6.8%. The fence rows that had never been farmed were six. What does that mean? That means that he had found a way... 6% is fantastic. That's very high organic matter. That's good dirt. That's going to do great things for you. But when you can farm in a way that you can increase it above six because of the way you do things, now you're onto something. 
He could hang on to moisture that other people couldn't hang on to. He could get a lot of benefits from that. And guys, I'm not going to get into all of the carbon things that are going on because um, quite honestly, I think a lot of the carbon credit deal is a scam. And I'll get into that in another program. And we've had a couple of uh, podcasts on that and talking about that. But guys, there is a lot to do with carbon management and how we do these things. And so guys, I feel adamantly about this. We appreciate what you guys do. We respect what you do. We have no issues, you know, uh, working with people who do different things. Because here's the bottom line. Working with us, I just tell everybody it's like a smorgasbord. Here's all these ideas that we have, but nobody goes through the smorgasbord and eats everything that's there. And nobody comes through and takes a look at what we do and does everything that we do. But they find little things that make a difference. Sometimes it's products that we offer. Sometimes it's just things that we go over at our Fundamentals of Agronomy program. And so I would encourage you to reach out to us. Guys, we're getting ready to start those Fundamental of Agronomy program. They're going to be really, really good. We're going to do them all over the United States this year, a whole about, I don't know, 20-some different locations. And if you're interested in doing that, reach out. You can get us a text or give us a call at 641-919-1206. You can find us on our Facebook page at A Better Way to Farm. There's a lot of ways to reach out to us, and we would love to talk to you. Guys, we enjoy getting to be a little bit of your life. We're very happy and thankful for our followers who are here on the page and and listening to us on our podcast, looking at us on TikTok, whatever it might be. And we're very grateful for that. So let me say this, guys. I would encourage you, if you want some more information, you want to pick up an idea, say, hey, maybe I can find something to do different in 2023. Go to betterwaytofarm.com and take the profit calculator, see how you score, and see if there's something in there that you can implement to make your life better. We do appreciate you following us on our flagship, which is Facebook, at the Better Way to Farm Facebook page. We really appreciate the guys who get involved in the TikTok for some of the short form video. And we appreciate the people who listen to the podcast. We try to drop a new interesting podcast every week, and we will continue to try to bring value to the farmers. We need a favor. If you find value in what we do, would you please share this with a friend? And if you happen to be on the podcast, give us a rating. We would appreciate that immensely. Guys, so to recap the three things, losses, they don't stop at 50 degrees. Moisture, we can have too wet. We can have it be too dry. And the third thing is, how are we impacting organic matter and how does that impact our bottom line? I want to thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you guys very much. And we really do hope you're having a better day. A better way to farm.com. You're listening on the Verbal Crowd Network. Find more great shows at verbalcrowd.com.